Hello and welcome to another season of Marketing Connected, where we discuss pertinent topics with leaders in the marketing and advertising industry. I am your host, Janice Tan. In this episode, regional editor Rizwana Manjar speaks to influencer Wendy Ching, who is also popularly known as Xiaxue. Last year, Wendy was thrusted into the spotlight for some comments she made around 10 years ago regarding the transgender community and migrant workers, which saw the ignition of the cancel culture towards her and the brands she worked with. This led to many brands, at least in the public eye, distancing themselves from Wendy. But in a turn of events, the propagator of the cancel culture also issued a public apology late last year. And Wendy turned this incident around by running her own series of educational videos on cancel culture. Today, Wendy shares what she has learned from the incident. Hi, Wendy. Hi. How's it going? How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. And you? (laughs) I'm doing well as well. I'm very excited to have this chat with you because we wrote about it. Uh, You were very open and honest with us, um, which led us to respect you so, so much more than we already did. And you are familiar with the PR Asia conference um, being here in the past as well. So I'll just dive straight into it, given that we have 20 minutes. Um, Some time has passed since the incident. Where are you on the matter now? Have things started going back to the pre-cancel culture days? Well, I am okay. Uh, Thanks for asking. I kind of like am no stranger, I guess, to the controversy that is um, just around. And sometimes I just lament the fact that, you know, why can't I just be one of those influencers who care only like about makeup and hair and just not have any opinions, then I wouldn't go get into any trouble, you know, but sometimes I just can't help it. I just feel like I have something strongly to say and I say it lah. And I guess a lot of times it's like, you know, I I cannot regret it either because that's kind of got me where I am today. Um, yeah. And also, you know, like I think the beauty part, the, the other normal influencer part of it is just one small part of you know my career so that's what what it is la and I think that you know um with with how cancer culture is sort of very pervasive in the states and everything you see that you know um opinions have been very stifled and in a sense that you you do see cancer culture happening a lot more often there so in a sense I am quite surprised that I managed to last this long um <laughs> until there are more dire consequences. So um, yeah, it is what it is. So I'm grateful to still be here. And as for the brands, you know, I I do see them kind of like coming back a bit. Um, And um, I believe, okay, I mean, I want to believe also. And uh, my manager also believes she's very positive about this. She says that they will come back. And um, let's hope that they will. (laughs) Yeah, I think you took it on really head on and very bravely, in fact, because you didn't shy away from the fact that Yes, you did say things 10 years ago. Um, Yes, the context has evolved. People evolve, mindsets evolve. So kudos to you for that. Um, Do you think things have started normalizing or are you still in that state of limbo where you're double-guessing yourself? Should I say this 10 years later, will this matter? Of course, I think like all influencers before they put something out, they are thinking a little. So yeah, I do. And I think that it's like, you know, sometimes I want to tweet something and I'm like, even though my Twitter is still locked right now, uh, you know, I, I locked it because of the lawsuit that was going on with um, the girl. Um, but 
it's like now that the lawsuit is over, I still enjoy having it locked because I just am so comfortable with the fact that, hey, everyone who is still on here and has followed me, you know, they are just people who like me, I guess. People who don't like me wouldn't have followed me before I locked it. So it just feels very comfortable to live in that little bubble, I guess. And <laughs> yeah, it feels good. And now I think uh, Twitter, like being able to follow me on Twitter, it's like a very rare commodity already because people have tried to follow me now and I don't allow it. Like, so only the old followers are still there. Yeah, so I think, no, it's not gone back to the pre-canceling days, but I think a little bit of it, it's a little bit difficult to divide like what is because of this cancel culture and what is because of COVID as well. So after COVID um, has happened, like um, I've seen like the ads, even before being so-called cancelled, like the ads have dropped like really significantly, I would say almost like 90%. And of course, a lot of this um, influencer life is also about going to events and like, you know, like makeup events, beauty events where there are lots and lots of people. Uh, the events industry is more or less dead now. So yeah. even if they do have events, they have like five people. So um, I do see some of it uh, returning, like some of the clients are still inviting me to events. I still get some press kits. Um, from some of the brands that I would expect would stop. Um, yeah, so uh, more or less, yes, they are, they are coming back and I am getting some ads back as well. Yeah. yeah, Fair enough. I know when we were speaking to you when the whole saga was happening, my journalists say that when, you know, when they were speaking to you, they, that you sounded really sad about the situation. It's not a side of you that we see very publicly. And you know, mm-hmm. in my numerous conversations with you, whenever you've been on panel, with us you've always been very rational uh, very straightforward um, but this is not a side of you that we see very often why is that <laughs> I, I don't like to show people that I get uh, sad because I think that it gives them a lot of pleasure to know that their campaign against me has worked and that I'm upset by what they did so I think it's this this ugly side of humans right show them for it right like I mean or how you how do you pronounce that Schadenfreude or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you feel when you feel good about making somebody else feel bad, and I think it's especially prevalent when it comes to influencers because we always seem so lucky in a way. Like people would think that we don't deserve what we have. So I think um I just I just don't want to see that lah. And as for being sad, it's not so much of being so called sad. Like um, I also know that one day this will come right because just looking at the trends overseas, you can tell. And um, looking for, like, like people who have been in the scene for very long, they do have all their old stuff dug up, like Jenna Marbles or like Sean Daw- uh, Dawson, yeah. Um, yeah. or Jeffree Star, right? All of their past has been dug up. And yeah, yeah so I, I know that one day it will come because we keep pushing the needle on what is acceptable content to be out nowadays. And in the past, people just say things a lot more casually without thinking. So is it true that all these people nowadays that you see are truly so pure in mind that they don't have anything offensive that they're thinking about? Or is it because they know that they can't say these things? Like that is the difference, I guess. So people in the past could say these things and get away with it. And so you get this like more authentic side of people, I guess. But uh, right now, everyone is fearing of being cancelled. So they, they just don't say anything. So we don't know whether they are truly so unoffensive or is it 
because they are just more smart about how they do things. Lah. And I, I guess like some of the sadness was more like, you know, I can see that my clients are being harassed and they are put in a, they're put in a tough spot. And it's, it's just very, very saddening to see, especially for clients who um, they are working for like big American companies, right? A lot of the makeup brands are American. And I think America, the Americans react a lot more strongly uh, yeah. to controversies like this because they're so much more PC, um, so much more woke like, in that sense. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes my clients, like, you know, the PR agency in uh, PR agency or be it the brand representative in Singapore, they are getting scolded because what's acceptable in Singapore may not be in America. And yeah. so the American counterparts are going to be like, why didn't you do your job betting this person? You know, right. like, and I just, I just feel bad about that. And yeah. it's also kind of sad that Singapore is turning into, um, the scene is turning into this very sterile place. And I, I think it's, it's just sad to see, see that because I think it's very detrimental to society, actually. Yeah. You really think so that Singapore is turning into more sterile? Because, I mean, for me, I feel that it, we hear a lot more voices these days. A lot more people are being a lot more outspoken these days. I mean, you have your social media warriors as well, uh, keyboard warriors rather, but you do hear a lot more of um, the ground sentiments now compared to maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, however, I think those people are not influencers. Like, we rarely see influencers voice these thoughts. What I mean by sterile is that uh, I have influencer friends um, who speak with me about issues. They want to talk about it, but they don't dare to. And also, I see that like um, this may be a little bit uh, political in a way, but I, I think that you know the things that we see online that people are voicing out about are still very um, uh, typical like uh, PC stuff. Like, oh, we need to be kind. We need to be more inclusive, stuff like that. And it's yeah. all on like one side of the aisle. So, which is very sad because you see that a lot of Singaporeans actually uh, support PAP, right? But even coming out to say that you support PAP is considered a very controversial statement. And that's kind of like what got me into hot soup in the first place. Yeah. So, you see, when I say stir out, I mean stir out in only one direction. Like, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, like, saying everything that is um, very token, so-called leftist views, are uh, very accepted nowadays. Uh, it's just the other direction is, is not. You know, a lot of the, the clients that you had were actually supporting you, but they had to publicly distance themselves uh, because the, the backlash was also impacting their business. When you heard that, did you try to negotiate with them in any way or try giving advice on this matter? Um, yes, sometimes I like some clients are pretty nice. They would contact me and say, you know, you know, I love you, support you. Uh, but right now, you know, I have to do what the US boss says, for example, or, um, you know, I have no choice but to come out with a statement because I, and I totally understand, like, I don't blame them at all because I think that, you know, if I had a business to protect, I would too. And most people, are not so social media savvy. Um, sometimes, like, you know, me and my manager will try to fight the fires by telling them, if you just ignore this, it's just going to go away, which is true. Like, you know, now nobody talks about old controversies anymore. Once they're over, they're done with, right? They, people say they'll boycott your brand, but they don't really, they are not clients in the first place. Lah. So like, they're not customers in the first place. So you don't really need to care about what these people so-called threaten. They yeah. can't really do much and they stop being angry after a while. Um, yeah. You know, and um when it came out like yeah but I, I feel like a lot of them feel like they need to protect their business and I don't blame them lah. 
I want to I wanna ask you, um, what did you do to win the trust of the brands over? I know you're saying that business is slowly coming in, but what do you think you might have done right that, you know, they want to come back to you now? Uh, sorry, I just want to add a little bit more to the Go previous slide. Like just now you mentioned that the brands, their, their business were getting impacted. Actually, nobody got their business impacted, you know, right. like that's right it's like you you think that their business will be impacted but it's not mm-hmm. um and, and actually it's like the reverse is true i've also had followers who uh message me and say look i bought this brand because you um you mentioned that the brand is good and i trust your review and now that they're doing this to you like i am a legit customer like i'm right. not going to use them again i'm not going to support them and i in fact i am going to write them an email to tell them like what I think about this so-called betrayal, right? So yeah, yeah stuff like that. So yeah, when what did you do in that instance? Did you go back to the customer and say, you know, it's not their fault, or did you try to talk the customer out of it? <laughs> uh, sometimes it is their fault. Like they are nice clients and they are not nice clients. So I remember this client which really got me very pissed off because it was uh what was it uh? oh so I I saw that Jian Hao like had this neon light sponsor. So I was uh. I was renovating my, my room and I wanted to install a neon light with my name on it. And okay. so uh, so I, 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 I messaged the brand and I said, like, would you be keen to work together? Um, you know, you just give me the neon light, lah, right? And then I will I will post for you. Lah. But uh, I didn't, like, it was a non-obligated posting, right? So it's yeah. like, you tell me if I like it, I post it, right? So yeah. I did and, like, um, I believe it's just like the, the brand's just like a one-man show, right? This person buys the likes from like Taobao or like China. Uh, what he does is he coordinates the customization. So he takes your order and he says, okay, I want it in this font. I want this because other people, some, a lot of people cannot speak Chinese. So they probably don't want to do it themselves. And I also am lazy to do it myself. Like, I just want to make sure somebody else do it for me and that'll be great. So that, that was entirely what his service was. And yeah. I know that it's a one-man show because during COVID, I asked him, "Are you? It's your, it's your like factory able to do this since everything is shut down?" He said, "No, no problem because he's still in China, right?" So, okay, right. then that was fine. And so he gave me the light. I, I don't believe it's more than like maybe less than hundred dollars, like, probably, right? And then he was one of the first people to come out to cancel me when uh, <laughs> released a press statement to say, "Oh, we at this one-man show online." brand was like uh we're all for inclusivity and diversity i'm like shut up like who are you you are like a small little <laughs> i'm so irritated you know then i like, love your candid nature, I know, I nature. Just like, like seriously i was nice enough to give him a instagram post with the light because i took a picture with the light i thought okay i'm gonna tag him and say it's a good light right i mean as far as neon lights go like it's not like flickering on me or anything um <laughs> Yeah, so that people were gloating about it because it was one of the first brands to publicly drop me. And I was like, dude, I never signed any endorsement with you. I, it, It's nothing, you know, it's not even an ad. You're not even paying me. And here you are like publicly disavowing me like you are some like woke American brand. And I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> it's so irritating. And like people tweeted me about it and I was just like, oh, great. Now I will not have my lifetime supply of like neon lights, I guess. <laughs> And what do you think, Wendy, you learned most out of this whole incident that came out with the lawsuit, with brands distancing themselves? You started an educational perspective on cancel culture. What do you think you learned most from the situation? I would say that I would... Mm, 
that I think times are always changing and opinions are always changing and you just have to keep that in mind with everything that you post. Lah. And uh, I think that that people who who have been in the scene for a very long time, just no choice, right? Because whatever we posted in the past are still out there. Uh, but for newbies, I would say that this is something that they need to keep in mind. Lah. And I guess in the past, I've always been very unapologetically um, controversial. Like I just say my thoughts and I didn't, sometimes I don't think that they're controversial, but people think that they are, um, you know, and I always think that as long as you are popular, people will still come back to you. But I think, you know, nowadays, um, brands are a little bit more scared there are more influencers to choose from who are very safe um so maybe that's the right thing to do but that would make me very unhappy in my job so <laughs> i guess that's just what it is and also oh yeah a big lesson that i think i have learned this time around is to kind of diversify yourself and Ooh. not just solely rely on um influencering and, and ads and stuff like that because you know having a uh, so-called building yourself into a brand and having influence comes with a lot of uh, good stuff as well other than you know having uh, being able to accept ads um, yes. you you can sell your own brand which I did um, I can use my experience to uh, you know start a social media agency which is what I did as well yeah. so I'm very very thankful that I still have all these other alternatives thank you for listening this podcast was created as part of marketing interactives PR Asia 2020 conference this April Join us at Marketing Interactive's Content 360 Virtual Conference as we touch on three main verticals, content production, content distribution, and content monetization and B2B content marketing. Held from 6th to 8th April, you will hear from industry players such as Malaysia Airlines, Mami, Tupperware Brands, Banyan Tree, and Yum Brands, among others. For more information, visit www.marketing-interactive.com.